previously on the mortal path. Yeah, of course. It's the, uh, you know, great unifier or whatever. Exactly. But it could be more. Or, at the very least, it could continue once I'm gone. You mean it wouldn't if you didn't? I don't know. And that's the scary thing. Well, it's a new territory there, that is. Well, exactly. And we need somebody, like yourself, a true trailblazer innovator, to navigate that with us. In time, like I said, there is plenty of time. Tara really thinks for, for a little bit before this and is like, Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? I want to cast Mending on the briefcase. Oh. Okay. I like that very much. So... As you cast the spell, you feel from that business card that you've slipped in your pocket, you feel this like coldness. And it's not like a sharp biting coldness. It's almost like a like a kind of relief. You know, on a hot day, you put like a cool, you turn to the cool side of the pillow. But what actually happens is this kind of swirling mist that you have seen in that office space and on your tour starts to kind of coalesce around your fingers almost like you're you are pulling it from the air around you like you are reaching into that space and pulling that matter through to fix this briefcase and you see it start to get kind of woven in and it's woven in haphazardly in the way that all of these threads that you've seen stretch over everything kind of you know crossing here and there and everywhere and it doesn't really make sense it's not a nice weave it's not like a neat stitch like you've done with your healing on people this is much more haphazard almost like an overlay of cobwebs than necessarily a nice even knit and it fixes it and from the pictures that you have seen of lady belva from talking to lady philomira she looks similar in stature, in height, in build, but that is not Lady Belva. And she looks at you with kind of woozy confusion and she goes, All right, love, who are you then? in the mausoleum you are sitting opposite you are in the the tomb house of lady belva you are sitting opposite the sarcophagus the bone hut the bone hut the of bone belva. hut the belva bone hut is where you are sitting you are opposite <laughs> you I, think are... I, ate, I think i had ribs there once yeah oh delicious so uh i mean these ones have been fairly barbecued so you are in the right place for that <laughs> bbq you... bone hut Amazing. You are sitting opposite the the tomb of Lady Belva and you have followed those kind of um, tied up knotted threads to that tomb and you have pulled forth from the ether the spirit of whatever body was in there and as it kind of rises up from this tomb and Nat Nerium, you feel this chill go down your spines again. There's a flickering in the tasteful sconces Taro, you see this ghost rising in front of you. She goes, All right, love. Who are you then? Can I just point out that we've summoned the ghost of a uh, haggard old alcoholic woman. And I resent being put in the podcast in real life. Oh, it's your present, Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> are we all going to end up in the podcast in real life? 
yeah, in fairly <laughs> unflattering places, I'm sure. Um, hi. Oh, have you made contact with Lady Belva? I've made contact with... Hang on. Hello. Hello? W- what's your name? Well, I don't see why you'd care, but it's Gertie Button. Good name. Gertie Button. I think I got the wrong one. Sorry, gang. It's a bit of a bust. Is this the right tomb? Don't know. Let's crack it open. Let's have a look. Off you go, Nat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll crack that tomb open. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nat Love has it. a strength modifier. <laughs> this is my kind of podcast. I'm not even going to make you roll for it because I want it to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you position yourself, I think, so your back is to the door so that it's not quite as obvious from the outside what you are doing. Mm-hmm. But these types of um, these tombs have like a big stone slab set on top of them because of the uh nature of the remains the stone slab has not been like um welded welded thank you that's exactly has not been like welded shut or sealed in any way because it's it's just bones so you do manage to lift it it's very heavy takes a bit of strength but there is precise and beautiful engineering on this thing so it does kind of like slide back enough that you can see that inside is the laid out uh, third to a half of a very kind of charred incinerated skeleton um, which has the complete kind of head and jaw because the spell needs those to work. Um, Presumably it's been attired in some way before it was buried because you generally would do that not in this case what has happened is on top of the tomb is like a really really beautiful kind of etching has been made off her as if she was in it so and it's beautifully colored it's like inlaid with mother of pearl it's got all this really fine detail on the dress but because of the nature of the remains and also because people are not expecting you to open the tomb <laughs> yeah. um, it's not she, gonna be an open casket funeral yeah th- this she's just been kind of laid in and also like look at it there's not enough to dress you would just have to drape a frock over it like it, there's nothing there to do mm. that with or fix so it, it's just beautifully inlaid on the top what it would look like but inside it is just kind of Wrapped bones. Charred bones, yeah. Can I detect, like, any ghostly strands or whatever that, like, link this one to the body? Yes. The ghost you are speaking to is the body in this tomb. And it is not Lady Belva. That's the vessel that Gertie Button appears to be attached to. Gertie Button. Did she know know Lady Belva? Did she work in the area or something? I'll ask if she knows Lady Belva. I'd heard of her. She was said to be a fine lady. Someone did offer me a nice drink. Warm place, off the streets for a while. It was a very warm place by the looks of things. (laughs) (laughs) She looks like... Nerium cannot see this, but Taro, you see as like this ghost looks over and seems to kind of like see Nat and Nerium for the first time. And she like points her bottle at Nerium and laughs and goes... I remember her. No. Just a wee thing back at the laughing cat. Nice wee lass. I liked her. Oh, she knows you, Nerium. Do I know Gertie Buttons? Make me a uh, history check or an insight check. Your oh. choice. See, I have plus four to insight, but I also have disadvantage. Ooh. 
What are you going to do? I'm going to use insight because I think that's what Nerian would try to do. Okay. Okay, that's not great. That is... Oh, no, it's a 10. A 10? Okay, yeah, that was the DC I was going to set. Um, you're kind of turning this over and you have a very kind of vague memory of one of the kind of drunks in the area that would kind of move from inn to tavern to different places. Um, you're not entirely sure that you knew her last name was Button, but you do remember a Gertie who was... A perfectly nice person who just seemed to always be very down on her luck and just always ended up Ooh. in bad situations and in bad places and um, was a bit too fond of, of drinking and didn't have any reason to not be doing so and so uh, you know was never really That's in a great sad. place but you but you kind of remember her a little bit as being somebody who was generally pleasant and nice and polite um, and didn't cause trouble Gertie Buttons. I don't think I knew it was Buttons, but yeah. It's Button, right? It's just Button. Button. Gertie Button. Sorry. My apologies, madam. Well, I mean, this seems like a bit of a bust. What does she remember about the person who offered her that last drink? I'll relay the question. Well, I think it was a woman. Looked sort of my height, my build. Wore a long black veil, cloak, looked rather nice, said I could spend the night. Taro, uh, on the assumption that you re relay this information, Taro, did, did this lady, did she sound posh? Did she have a posh voice? What, Gertie Button? No, not Gertie Button. The woman, the mysterious woman of similar build and height in a mysterious cloak. Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, sure. Yeah? Oh, she sounded... Lovely. Uh -huh. Don't really know why I went with her, actually. It's not something I'd normally do, but there was something in the way she spoke. Just sort of made me want to follow oh, her. Interesting. Oh. I think somebody killed this person I'm talking to. Yeah, no, I think Lady <laughs> Belva might have faked her own death and used this for a body. This poor woman. Gertie. Gertie. She done you dirty, Gertie. <laughs> Gertie laughs. She's like, at this point, she's like sat down on the edge of the, the tomb, like, and she's kind of swinging a leg and she like takes a ghostly glug out of her bottle. Well, at least it sounds like it didn't hurt you. Oh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you've had four questions. You've got one more. Do we have another question? Can you actually taste things when you drink them in the afterlife? <laughs> Good question. Let's Might ask. as well. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know. Maybe it's <gasps> oh, just, no. <laughs> maybe it's just the memory of it. But, well, it's enough, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. That's very encouraging, and I, and you know, you should hold true to that. It's okay, Gertie. I'll fix that later. Somehow. Oh, I appreciate that. Well, it was nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you too, Gertie. Have a good one. All right, your horns. And then she disappears. <laughs> Same. <laughs> what? <laughs> what a nice person. Yeah, she was always alright with Gertie, as I recall. I think it's a shame she'd burned to death. <laughs> I too think it's a shame that she was basically used as a suitable corpse object. I thought Ooh. you and Belva were tight. I thought you were friends. 
Have I misunderstood the whole point of what we're doing? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Taro, yes. but don't worry. It's been very hard for me. I haven't adapted <laughs> well to this, this scenario. This place you live in is too weird for me and I don't get it. That's, yeah, that's fair enough. You're doing very well, Taro. Thank you. You've been very helpful with all your, you know, spooky woo. Now, I, I know talking to the dead can be draining. But, uh, no, it's pretty good, actually. I'm getting, getting oh, the hang of okay. it now. At first, it was pretty weird, but, you know, starting to get get the gist good. of it. <laughs> good. It's nice um, to have your own little little hobby, you know? <laughs> it's nice to bring something to the table, isn't it, Taro? <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm wondering. It's nice to have something to that, that people need you for. Another thing that people need you for, because also you're scintillating company and uh, outrageous fashion sense. <laughs> Yes. Lord Belver. Can you sp speak to Lord Belver? Oh, that's a good point. The husband of Lady Belver. Is he around here? Let me just bring that one back. Let me let me let me see if I can do an old summon. Let me see what I can cook up. Yeah. So, you kind of shift to have a little look. You can see that there is another tomb that has uh, Lord Belver inscribed on it. This one doesn't have the very fancy inlay over the top of it. This one also, I will note out, is welded shut. This is one that if you want to crack open this particular tomb, you might be in for a tough time of it, and it might not be so pleasant. Welded, do you say? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's welded. Do you have molder? <laughs> What's it made out of? Oh my god, it's made out of stone. <laughs> oh, okay, it's a fan like a shape stone. Okay, great. I Wow, gosh, <laughs> I apologise in advance to the listeners for whatever. Oh, Nat, I love you so much. I know, I know, but I kind of, but I want Nat to learn that sometimes there are stones that should not be necessarily melded, and the ones you know, that have bodies in them probably are not the stones to be fucking with. So I think trying to tell us that there are like things we shouldn't do is not yeah. we don't really have that concept we've like boundaries yeah we tried that we flirted What's with the idea boundary? of like not doing things that we could do just because we can do them and so far like you know whenever we've done things we could do just because we can it's worked out great for us every single yeah. time yeah really yeah, yeah. Pop yeah. that grave, Nat. I'm excited for it. So, do we do we need to pop the grave first? Can we not just talk to him first? So, as you kind of shift around, Taro, because you you kind of have to direct that ability to something a bit more solid than generally casting about in the area, especially when you are in a tomb, because there's a lot of energy here that is vying for your attention. So it's not until you kind of. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of vibes. So you have to kind, kind of, of kind of like being on a connection with a lot of static. Exactly. Exactly. A whole lot of people in the Zoom meeting and none of them have their mics on mute. So you've got to like sort through them. Um but you do turn towards the tomb of, of Lord Belver and you kind of sense and feel again these threads that reach out towards it and you kind of wrap your fingers around them and again, much like a marionette, like the puppet master you were always <laughs> meant to be, you kind of reach in and you slowly pull up this spirit. And again, you see kind of rising okay. from, well, again, in that you've just done this, you see rising from the top of this tomb, a portly, portly is a kind word, a, a gentleman who is practically as wide as he is tall in very kind of nice clothes, a waistcoat with a big cravat, uh, you know, like he's got 
really neat riding type boots on. He looks very well to do. He's got a he's rocking a really bad comb over, um, which which is which is sad because he does like rise top of the head first. So the first impression is the comb over, but then you see the yeah, then you see the rest of it. Um, and he is standing there, looking a little bit like waterlogged and confused. Oh God! Sorry, Narium, can't get this one. Not at home. Sorry. Oh. Nah, I'm fucking with you. Got him. <laughs> Wait, what even me you asked? It was Nat. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wasn't really paying attention. There's a lot of... <laughs> oh, really, Tara? Do tell. Uh, is, th- is it Lord Belver? Is it a fancy boy this time? Yeah, it's a fancy boy. He's got like a comb over. He's portly. You can you can feel that connection for the person that you were searching for this time. This is Lord Belva. Beforehand, you were looking for somebody, but this wasn't it. But she was where you wanted the person to be. Ah, okay. So you didn't know who it was, but this is Lord Belva. Yeah, this is the one. I'm sure about that. Hmm. I rather want to ask how he passed, but I feel like we should maybe open with a bit more tact. It's conceptually very interesting, really, because I've never known Lord Belver, so I was able to figure out that this person was Lord Belver based entirely on knowing nothing but their name. Names are powerful. Interesting. I'm pretty good at this. What were you saying, Nat? I was thinking maybe a bit of small talk or something, and then ask how he died. The events immediately leading up to his termination. Oh, okay, let me go with my standard opening that I've I've well prepared. Hello? (laughs) (laughs) Good, good evening. What's, what's all this? I, where am I? I don't recognise any anything about this place. Well, very sorry for the inconvenience, but you have unfortunately died, I think, and <laughs> I have sort of pulled you back a little bit for a chat. Oh, I see. Right, We're back forever, or? No, not for very long, I think. Right. Gosh, well. I don't know. Maybe we can work on that. You'd better hurry it up, then. I don't like my conversations cut short without my permission. I see. Do you get more questions if they start asking you questions? <laughs> no. I'm just wondering. Sorry. It's sort of quick pro quo situation. Yeah, you know. Anyway, what, what do you want, Nat? Uh, I've warmed him up. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not literally. It's a corpse, probably. <laughs> giving, him a, giving him a quick fluffing. <laughs> Like a crowd in the O2 Arena. <laughs> <laughs> He's ready. He's ready. He's prepared. Well, hello, Lord He's Bell. made some noise. I'm ready now. I'm ready now. <laughs> Can you hit me in the back? <laughs> uh, two, question two, number one. one. Two, two. <laughs> what what does he remember last? Like how, how if he has any recollection of how he passed? Go for it. Well, I was in my bath, having a lovely bath, and my wife came in, and we were having a conversation, and she'd just gotten this rather fantastic uh, new necklace, a very pretty thing, and there was, she started speaking to me, and she said, well, isn't it time for bed? Isn't it time for a nap now, dear? And I thought, well, no, I'm in the bath, of course not. But I felt drowsy at the same time, and I suppose I must have nodded off in the bath. Well, damn. Um, so Lady Belver's necklace makes people do things, that sounds like. That does appear to be the case. And somebody is able to shapeshift, so I hope it doesn't do that as well, or we've got a proper slippery eel 
on our end. Lord Belver, might I ask, was there any... Would there be any reason for your wife to have uh, compromised you to a permanent end? <laughs> oh, those were really big words, Nat. Nice. Good words. Good words. I am, I'm going to say this, this that question is... That is famously is, stolen. Uh, beautiful. Uh, I'm going to assume that question is funneled through Taro because Taro is the one who has to, unfortunately, ask questions. Um, but he kind of looks confused for a minute. He goes, well, uh... I suppose I had rather a lot of money, but it was hers as well, and some property in Sindarian, and a couple of uh, contracts, uh, both uh, uh, above ground, uh, entirely legal business, and and some rather more close to one's heart, uh, as all are wont to have. I can't think why we we had just had a a beautiful son, my boy. (laughs) Sorry, I thought of Griffiths. My boy! My boy! I it's my boy, my fine. beautiful boy. <laughs> I lost my beautiful boy. I abandoned my boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I got the line out. It's fine. I kept it long enough. My boy. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I abandoned my beautiful boy. Yeah. My ship sails in the morning. <laughs> my boy. Okay. I don't know if anyone saw it, but there was a BBC headline which was like, uh, boy wishes to visit his seaman father. <laughs> I was like, why would you do this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. I was like, why would you put That sounds I know. like how an old timey wimey <laughs> youth would ask to do a wanking. <laughs> father, may I visit my seaman father? <laughs> It was very bad. Anyway, run up the Jolly Roger. Oh dear! <laughs> oh my word! Oh dear! Golly. Okay, yeah. that's where this is going. So he suddenly looks a little bit sad, like he has remembered that he had a son once. I'll relay that back. I'm not sure what of this is new information. Uh, who who did you deal with in Sindarian? Which which uh, which factions were at play in your dealings? Well, I had a rather lovely contract with the Cranks. Very useful. And um, that one was uh, m- mostly above ground for, for just movement of, of clockwork and, and various things of that nature. And I had a slightly more uh, under the table one with uh, singing skulls. Ah. Or, or at least it was in its early days. We were getting there. We'd uh, traded a few goods here and there and I saw a good market here for uh, the purveying fine objects and and so on, but um, what was your plan for moving the objects? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were your intended trade routes for these objects? <laughs> Are you asking that? <laughs> I mean, I'm tempted to if you have a question yeah. left at the end, but let's let's go and no for now. Okay. Well, it's been a long time. They might not still be. Yeah. Can I just do some ghost shit and, like, yank Nat into the ghost realm a little bit so Nat can have a chat? Ooh. Can I just pull that soul out real quick? Ooh. Uh, I'm feeling real confident with this soul stuff, you know? Uh-huh. I'm feel- I-, I could start to experiment. It's time to innovate. Do you know what? I'm going I'm going to go with yes, and I'm also going to say that because generally when you meet a god, 
in this campaign, I have, or a god has taken enough interest in you to kind of be like, hey, you're doing things. They've generally given you like an ability or a thing that is usually like mechanical. Um, but I think in this case, what I'll do is I'll say that as long as you have the business card on you um, and once a day, because this is going to take a fair amount of energy, um, you can, when you are interacting with the spirit world, and we'll leave that vaguely open to interpretation because what is the spirit world in this campaign as opposed to just like Dimension Door and shit like that uh, is that you can basically take someone with you for the ride. Um, so at this stage, like no harm is going to come to them. You're not going to accidentally yank Nat's soul out of her body and yeet her into the unknown um, or the undead rather. Um, but you you can kind of bring her into that space but i want you to describe how you kind of bring her into it what does that look like really cool yeah it's it just fuck it listeners it's, it's cool i think tara just walks up to nat tara and puts a flat palm on like the kind of shouldery chesty region and just gives like a short sharp push and then like you take a step back nat but your body doesn't yeah. Nerium, you kind of feel this weird flicker from Taro and from Nat. And what you feel from Taro is this like sharp reaching coldness that seems to envelop Nat. And then Nat's kind of magical essence seems to flicker into two. It's not like split into, but it's almost like, you know, mirror image spells, which I think Nat can cast actually. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like they both exist at the same time and they're very slightly different. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nat, uh, let me... Hold on one sec, one sec. Let me grab these strings. Don't want you flying off, do Taro, I? Taro, what are you doing? Taro, Taro, what are you Ooh. doing? What are you doing? It's fine, Narian. Don't worry. I just think that Nat should be able to talk to Belva, you know? mano e mano if you will. You can, you can definitely get her back. Yeah, I've done this before, I think. Well, I mean, I've done... <laughs> you know, I've... <laughs> I had a dream, and now I think I can... You know, it's fine. Taro, uh, note for the future. Could you um ask me first? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. You know, I'm just... What does Nat look like? Can I see Nat? What's going on? So, as Nat speaks, Taro, you can hear Nat. Nerim, you can't, because Nat's just kind of standing there, looking kind of vacant. You know, pleasant enough. Doesn't look like she's in any pain, distress, or harm. She's just kind of standing there. But she breathing? Yeah, breathing. Absolutely no change in like the the I color. I snap my fingers in front of her face. Does she twitch at all? No, nope, nothing. Nat, as you have been pushed backwards and you take this very discombobulated half step back, and it kind of feels like the ground under you is like soft and gives way a little bit. You can see everything in this tomb as you could with a couple of differences. There mm -hmm. is a whole lot of kind of spooky, ghostly smog mist swelling around the edges. You very okay. much get the feeling that you, like when you were in the Fallen City and you saw your gods, but they were like super tall behind you. They were like bigger than you yes. could conceptualize. You have this feeling of like, oh, I've been in this space before. I've been in this space when I blink. This is the same kind of place that I go when uh, I blink. Uh. But you are here kind of like solidly. And you also can see this ghostly figure 
of Lord Belver standing by his tomb. You can also see these kind of threads that are wrapped around like your limbs, like your shoulders, your uh, elbows, your, all of your joints basically. And all of those like threads lead back to Taro's hands, which are like a <laughs> mass of threads. And you can see other ones leading as well to Lord Belver. And they're all kind of tangled and knotted, but he does seem to be holding onto them and able to kind of move them. But what you also see is that Taro is taller than you now oh. by a fair amount. Uh-huh. Has kind of elongated-ish like, limbs and instead of his normal eyes has these two much wider like glowing ones and instead of two horns that go straight up and two ears that go straight out he's got two ears that go straight out and there's almost like crown of much longer horns that go up in a kind of like jaggedy way uh, and there's six of them but it's definitely still taro and at the same time there is this feeling of fear but also of something comforting huh i will like stagger speechless for a good few seconds just glancing at Taro and Lord Belver. Then back to Taro and saying, You look very different here. And actually, Taro, as you look at Nat, so does she. <gasps> Ooh. Because Nat is also much kind of taller and uh -huh. broader and has seems to have like lost a lot of um her her form but in a way that feels much more like blocky and powerful but you can't like quite see her edges she has these huge kind of like folded-esque wings behind her that are <gasps> definitely like smoking as if they're on fire but it's like black smoke okay. and okay. curling um and you have this uh... feeling of like absolute mixed ice and fire in her although the fire is is winning out and that's kind of threaded through um and she, her eyes and also her lip and one of her hands the one that has the red in it are all flames so her eyes her lips and one hand are just flames and she's kind of but she's but again you look at her and you're like that's nat yep scary and comforting which ghost self is taller you said I was taller. <laughs> oh, I think what it looks like, because you are both not ghosts, you are both seeing each other from your normal point of view. So your tarot is not seeing her from like spooky hell tarot point of view, which is taller than you are. Your point of view in your eyes hasn't changed. So ah. she looks taller to you, but Nat, tarot looks taller to you. If you actually measured you up, uh, it would Maybe be hard it depend to... on the horns. Depend on if you count again, the horns or not. Comes down to the horn, you know. There's just like a couple of inches of horn between you. Again, it's maybe it depends on who's doing the measuring. Maybe it depends on who's doing the measuring. Maybe it depends on <laughs> it depends who's... on what kind of mood you're in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, temperature. Who's casting ghost the spells? Wiper. Exactly. Um, but from what it looks like, you are both kind of looking up at each other because you are both essentially still your own selves. You're just kind of privy to this world for a bit. You do not fully inhabit hmm. this space. Yet. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's it. End episode. So, you have two more questions for Lord Belver, who is looking now more befuddled. It's fine, Mr. Bell. What is... Don't answer that. <laughs> it's, it's fine. This is Nat. Nat. Don't know your <laughs> name, and I'm not going to ask it. Tony. That'll do. <laughs> Tony Belver. It's, it's actually Anthony. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! 
I will say that while all of this is going on, uh, given that I now have Healing Word um, as effectively a cantrip, I will be just sort of every six seconds patting Nat's <laughs> un- weird glazed over undead shoulder and just going, just just keeping you ticking over there, okay. Nat. Nerium, you really don't need to worry. I've got a firm Come grip. Come back soon. I have absolute faith in you, Tarot. Well, apparently this not. You don't just... look like you're having much faith in me. Well, this is just, Demonstrate. you know, me soothing my own anxieties. Demonstrate. Could you tell me a bit more about this necklace? Where did it come from? What was it like? Well, she she got it in Sindarian uh, with me. We were visiting some of my business contracts, and she was speaking, I believe, uh, to one of the uh, members of the, of the Singing Skulls. My wife was much better than me at sort of, well the talking and the persuading of people and um i believe she had a meeting of her own and i've never been one to stamp down on her ambitions i mean she's the one who proposed to me after all who am i to tell her what she could and couldn't do and who she could and couldn't speak to that's very progressive of you (laughs) Uh, i don't think so it shouldn't be an issue but that necklace, it was, I believe, a, uh, I don't know, a gift, or perhaps she bought it, or some token. It was a rather lovely piece of gold. Looked sort of serpentine, perhaps. It reminded me a little bit of the Ice Tooth Viper, perhaps. Had that sort of... Uh, now, he would know how to say the word, but I don't. What's the word for when it bites its own tail? Ouroboros. What? Ouroboros. Ouroboros. No, don't say two different ones. Which one is it? It's not Ouroboros. I thought it was Ouroboros. <laughs> I like. I think Ouroboros sounds kind of... Ouroboros. Ouroboros. I'm going to see how they pronounce it in Full Metal Alchemist. No, that's not a good guide. Ouroboros. No, let me... I don't trust Google, which says you're Ouroboros. I'm not a Boros. No, you're a Boros. You're a Boros. Ouroboros? Ouroboros? I think it's Ouroboros. I think the just, emphasis just is on the Just say it's ball. like a snake that bites its own tail. No, he'd, he'd know the fancy word. All right, what I'm getting from this is a fucking free go. You can say anything you want. Yeah. It's yeah. correct for this one. Great. Okay. Um, it sort of had an Ouroboros type shape, biting its own tail. Fascinating. Yes, lovely bit of metalwork. Didn't think too much of it. She seemed rather enamored with it. Might I ask... Who was your point of contact with the Singing Skulls? Ooh, okay, now i got to come up with a name again. Oh, uh, it was, I believe, Sinclair Montfell. Ooh. Could you spell that? Oh, no, that's six questions. <laughs> <laughs> it is. What do you need to spell shit for, man? It's not like you're going to Google it. <laughs> As you ask that that question, he sort of like goes to answer, and then you both of you can see the threads that are connecting him and Taro fray and unravel and unwind, and his spirit kind of um, seeps away. Have a good one. Uh, can I go back to the real? Yeah, let me just uh, you know feel it through. Let me <laughs> let me know how this feels. When when you're back, let me know when you're feeling feeling back and connected again. Let me just uh, wire this back up. I think I, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna rethread some threads. Yeah, you know, pull mm-hmm. them through. All the good mm-hmm. stuff. 
there's a there's a weird sense as you start to kind of like move your hands to pull the threads to kind of walk Nat back into her body where Nat there is a moment where you instinctively want to pull against them because you have this very deep knowledge that something has got its magic around your very essence and the damage it could <laughs> do to you is uh-huh. eternal, untold, and immeasurable. Uh, okay. But you kind of push past that initial feeling of like, oh my god, this thing is literally pulling on my soul. And you are walked back into your body. And as you kind of like fit back inside yourself, there is this rush of cold and then this kind of rush of heat and fire. And then you are back in your body, which feels like a very, very comfortable coat for a minute you're Mm. like yep this is my body and i know it okay but but like a coat that you have taken off and put back on and that you are aware (laughs) that you are now wearing your body again and that sensation already is starting to fade but you are just in that moment aware that's horrible feeling good now tara that was really fucking weird yeah (laughs) oh nat said a word yeah nat's back suddenly blinking awake again oh thank god are you all right? Did he hurt you? Uh, I'm okay. I could... Taro, I, I can sense there's great power in what you do. Power to destroy the essence of who I am. Oh, bugger. Well, try to avoid that. That sounds not ideal. I mean, it sounds like, you know, that's the sort of thing that would come with great responsibility. <laughs> I must reiterate, don't do that again unless you ask me or Neri or... Whoever it is first. Got it, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm going to say it's a blanket no for me. Yeah, blanket no. That's fine. It's very convenient. I got really bored of having to relay all the questions. <laughs> so, right, what we know then is that she's got a fancy necklace, which may or may not actually like persuade people to do stuff, because he does say that she was quite persuasive anyway. Hmm. And it might be she has her own magical power, and that the necklace was... Maybe an amplification device? Much like my sword. Maybe the necklace is just like a a sign of like her, um, you know, having made an alliance with somebody. Is a a gold snake in any way a symbol of someone we know? Do I have any recollection of Ouroboros in Sindarian? Make me a history check. Can I see if I would recognise it as anything in Hopewell? Yes. Ooh, 18. 18. 8. 8. Now, you never really brushed up on, like, certain um, l- lower gang signs, basically. They, you know, it's like, you knew your top ones. You knew the important shit. You have a feeling if this was, like, a big thing, you would know about it. Stacking up like, here. Your... <laughs> I, I my gang signs. Yeah, but your lower gang signs, you were like... Uh, Maybe yeah. sigils, emblems? Sigils, emblems? No, it doesn't really bring anything uh, to mind. Logos. No, I mean, oh. <laughs> instead of a sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, it doesn't remind you of any of the... Um... Insignia. Insignia. <laughs> ah, <laughs> God. Wow. It doesn't remind you of any of the particular imagery used by any of the gangs. In Sindarian. If it was one, Good it was say. probably one that was way below your pray, pray gate. Pay grade. <laughs> your pray gate. <laughs> now that's a character name. Pray gate. Below my pray gate. 
Yeah. Um, there's a pre-drink <laughs> joke in there somewhere with pride. And anyway, um, so you, yeah. If it was one, it was you know not one you bothered with. Nerium, the Ouroboros and the Ice Tooth Viper are mm. symbols that generally used for working together, but often for like one's own end. So sometimes in like you know plays or books or something someone will be described with having some sort of Ouroboros type imagery and the indication of that much in the same way that we use certain things to signify other things in literature and so on generally means that the person was interested in working for themselves um, and could sometimes come to a sticky end because they end up biting their own tail um so something like temporary alliances yeah exactly um it would not have been a significant sign of a you know, group in Hopewell. There's some literary stuff about it. There's some of the old myths about the Ice Tooth Viper itself, but nothing particularly solid comes to mind. So nothing to do with eternal life? No. It doesn't mean anything, but there are certain links to it between being like two-faced, temporary alliances, um, ends up biting one's own tail. It would. It's kind mm-hmm. of gauche to actually be somebody who seems to have been the end of several people who would be wearing that but you know yeah. that's kind of the impression you get because i think one thing that we have established here is that um La- lady belver uh kills people well she's not dead in that grave mm. in that grave i'm just saying you don't know if she's dead or alive but she's not in that one i wouldn't be called dead in that grave <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> we leave the tomb room okay you leave the the bone hut the belva bone hut you leave it alone we can chat we can walk and talk the belva barbecue bone hut belva barbecue bone hut so where are you heading are you heading out of the upper circle back towards the laughing cat i don't know i mean it's it's fairly early still yeah i wonder if i might slide by ralphus's i'd like to go and speak to that water genasi have you told nat and, and tara about that at all no, I don't think I have. We do have a outstanding contract about the necklace. Yeah, speaking of necklaces, what are we actually planning to do about that? Is it is it time to um, you know, fancy Taro up and get him off to the opera? I'm fancy enough, thank you. <laughs> that is very true. You are. I mean, I guess I can go to the opera now. Fine. Yeah. I mean, it's like lunchtime. We've got we've got a while yet. Forget lunch. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, let's get lunch. What if they're like a crepe place? No, crepes aren't good here. Nobody's going to do crepes like Findex. Uh, there's definitely like um, a patisserie Valerie or whatever it's called. <laughs> it's all the flour. You know, these flour-based crepes are really oh. not my thing anymore. I've got a taste for <laughs> the other no. ones. No. I think and if you haven't got corn milk, then can you even call it a crepe? <laughs> I know. Okay, so you head down the beautiful streets of the Upper Circle. You do find a very nice open-air cafe on the corner of a beautiful um, courtyard. It's got a park in the middle. It's got a water feature. It's very classy. It's very beautiful. You order some corn, some uh, flour-based crepes, and they're not as good as the corn-based ones. No, I, and I order a grilled cheese. All right, order a grilled cheese. Um, the food is very good and it is expensive. I hope you all right, have I've some... got five gold coins. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Courtesy of the gnome. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You pay off your your tab with that, and as you are sitting there, you've come to the end of your meal, pretty much. You hear from behind you because Nerium, your passive, everyone's passive perception is pretty okay except for Nats, right? Nats are like an eight or a nine. Yeah. Taro's a thirteen, and Nerium seventeen, something of that nature. So Taro and Nerium, you both hear from kind of behind you the tap 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 of footsteps of like heeled shoes across cobblestones Mm -hmm. and you feel the air around you go cold but not in a supernatural way but in the way where you're like oh shit something's about to happen and as you kind of glance over your shoulders you see the figure of someone who means nothing to you taro except she looks furious and Nerium Flo is standing right there is right behind (gasps) you oh shit and she's oh shit she puts her hands on her hips and she is wearing like the most like oh gosh late 1700s type you know with like the big skirts it's got all the things under it she looks ridiculous in it from what you are used to seeing her in she looks ridiculous in it but she's kind of pulling it off it's well crafted and she looks down at you with fury and she goes Nerium Oleander hi fuck 